0: Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. It's time to take a look around the NFL with John McClain from Gallerysports.com and Sports Radio 610. Here's your boy, Q. John
1: McClain joins us now on the phone lines. John, thank you so much as always, my man. And I think we're going to have a lot of quarterback talk and not going to start with the quarterback I thought I was going to start with. I'm going to start with Baker Mayfield, who the Rams, they picked up off waivers. The Rams play the Raiders on Thursday to kick off week 14. What are your thoughts on Baker to the Rams?
2: They were dead, as you know. You know, when your top two guys are out, Stafford's not going to play again this year. And uh, they don't want to be the Super Bowl team with the worst following record, which they are right now. You know, they take a lot of pride in their team. Sean McVay is a good offensive coach. I may feel smart. I think they can get him ready. But remember, Cleveland didn't want him. Uh, Carolina didn't want him. Rams may not want him after the rest of this season.
1: You know, there's reports saying that he could potentially play on Thursday, and I don't see it, John, but what are your thoughts?
2: Well, considering who else you're playing with. They have, um, I can't even remember that guy, Bryce, was the last name. Right. Um, and and uh, which says something about their quarterbacking. And it's, uh, uh, I think if you keep it where it's not too complicated and you don't make him... Uh, Call audibles. He just gets to call in and he works the offense. He's going to be better than what they got, and uh, plus he can run around a little bit. So it'll be interesting. Otherwise, there'd be no interest in that game at all because the Rams have been so bad.
1: John McClain is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Do you think that uh, that that he's a guy that is basically on the on the Carson Wentz tour where he's got to get it right this time? This is his third team this year.
2: Oh, I don't think this will have any bearing on the rest of his career. He's okay. been put in a difficult situation going across the country to the Rams. If they don't want him next year, somebody will sign him. He has to make sure to let a general manager and coach know, look, I know I'm going in a backup role. You know, I don't have to be the guy. And and then if he gives a chance to be the guy because of an injury or poor play, then show what he can do. but. It's a big, big, big chunk out of his ego to think you go from being the first overall pick in the draft, helping the Browns win their first playoff game since they were uh, before the franchise moved to Baltimore, and then being out, and uh, hopefully he's got all the mental part under control. I don't think he's going to be doing any more stadium commercials about his house. (laughs)
1: <laughs> right. No, not at all. Because no one knows where his house is going to be long-term. <laughs> We're talking with John McClain here on Radio Nation Radio 920. DeMond's got one for you.
3: We know that his ego is taking a hit, but on the optimistic side, do you think that L.A. is the best landing spot for him with a team that doesn't have draft picks and an aging starting quarterback? I don't think he
2: has a prayer of being started there. They love Matthew Stafford. He was hurt all through the offseason. He couldn't throw. Now he's got a couple of injuries. He needs to get a taken care of and come back 100 percent and hope his injured teammates like Cooper Cup comes back 100 percent Sean McVay rebuilds his offensive line it's been a huge disappointment uh in time next year so they can try to bounce back and be a Super Bowl contender
3: all right John I know that he's no longer the starting quarterback in Cleveland that's because Deshaun Watson took his place tell us about that reception down in Houston
2: the stadium was about half full. Out of the half full, I'd say there's about 35,000 fans there. Probably five were Browns fans. But the Texans fans who went, they went to Boo Watson. As soon as he came out in three-game warm ups, they booed him. Every time he went on the field, they booed him. When he went up to the line of scrimmage, he was booed. When he was intercepted, they cheered. And he knew that was coming. The, the most creative part of that afternoon was all the signs fans have made that were derogatory, and a lot of them they couldn't size. <laughs> but um, the fans who came were spirited, unfortunately. The team is awful. The Texans' defense has given up three touchdowns in the last three games against Washington, Miami, and Cleveland. Texans' offense has given up three touchdowns over the last three games.
1: I saw that former Baylor Bear Jalen Petrie came up with a nice interception on Sunday.
2: He did, and he set up uh, what should have been points or touchdown, first and goal on the three. And then Pep Hamilton is doing a terrible job as offensive coordinator and play caller, had four of the worst calls I've ever seen, and they didn't score a (laughs) point.
1: No doubt. Of course, that's how it always shakes out. Again, John McClain is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. How about another quarterback, Lamar Jackson? Looks like uh, he's going to miss up to maybe three weeks, maybe a little bit more. How bad is that a, a hit for the Baltimore Ravens?
2: It's bad. He hasn't been consistent this year. He had, he's had his moments. It's not the kind of season you want. He's better on himself like Aaron Judge better on himself. Aaron Judge is going to come out a little bit better than Lamar Jackson. I don't think he can demand more guaranteed money than Deshaun Watson got or as much because they'll just franchise mm-hmm. it. And, uh, you know, they won a game 10-9. to 9. They were fortunately they played, but right now Cincinnati is the best team in that division.
1: What did you think about Cincinnati topping Kansas City on Sunday? That was a heck of a game.
2: That's three times. If they play them in the playoffs, it means the Bengals are going to have to beat Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes three times in a year, including twice in one season. Can they do that? You know, I wouldn't bet on, on the Bengals to beat them – twice in one season and three times within a year's span. That's why I still think the Chiefs are the team to beat in the AFC.
3: Do you think that A.J. Brown's performance on Sunday is the reason that John Robinson was fired today?
2: Absolutely not. People trying to draw that conclusion is ridiculous. They knew Brown was great. You don't fire a general manager who's 23 games over 500, who hired the head coach Is 19 games over 500. You had the home field advantage last season. You're going to win a bad division this season. Something's going on there behind the scenes, and I don't know what it is. Everybody I know, including me, I know John pretty well. I was shocked. He'll get another job, maybe not right away as a GM. He could be out there working for Ziegler. He could be out there working for – Jason Light in Tampa, where he came from, or to be working here with Nick Casario. A lot of people he worked with who know him very well and might want to bring him on the staff. But I do not think he'll get a GM job next year because those things are few and far between.
1: And for those that don't know, uh, GM John Robinson, former GM John Robinson, was the Tennessee Titans. He got fired today. That's why DeMond brought him up because of the Tennessee Titans tie right there. Let me ask you about GMs, and is there anybody that is already starting to get the early buzz of, hey, this could be the next hot guy uh, at the GM position, or is it too early for that? No, it's too early
2: for me, too. Um, people ask me questions about the league, and I keep up with it. But when it comes to things like that, it's hard to know I mm-hmm. see lists out there this personnel guy, that personnel guy, the guy who's in charge of personnel <laughs> for the Titans now. Ryan Cowden's been in the league 23 years. He's been with the Titans since 2016, hired by Robinson. He's interviewed with two or three teams for GM, and you know he's going to want that job. And uh, I would think that he better get along with Mike Rabel. Mike Rabel may be getting more power in personnel after
1: this move, talking right now with John McClain from com and also Sports Radio 610 in Houston here on Radio Nation Radio 920. And I know we started with the Rams and Baker Mayfield in particular, but the Rams have lost six in a row. And I know that they gave up a lot of picks to go ahead and acquire the talent that they got. They gave out a lot of money. How long does that Super Bowl, that Lombardi trophy, last as far as not having to worry about Les need being on the hot seat anytime soon? I think it'll
2: last a while. I think if you've got the we bill people are very understanding. But the bottom line is they're bad is one year they've been bad. I know here they could win a Super Bowl in Houston. Those they could lose for twenty years and people would be so excited They wouldn't give a damn.
1: (laughs) I I know that's right. Look, Raider Nation wants a a Lombardi as well, uh, and so I I guarantee that they'd be willing to sacrifice uh, something as well. What have you thought of the Raiders? They've won three in a row after Mm -hmm. obviously getting off to a slow start this season. Uh,
2: um, I think it's great. I think it's impressive, and I think people are starting to see what they were capable of, and there's no reason they can't keep it going.
1: No, I don't think so either, especially with Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams playing at the way that they're playing. And I know I ask you about the signing of a running back all the time and playing in a contract year, but, John, Josh Jacobs is leading the league in rushing with over 1,300 yards right now. I mean, that is super impressive as far as I'm concerned.
2: Don't you know his agent loves it? Every time I look up and I see Josh Jacobs having another big game, I hear this sound, ka-ching, ka-ching, (laughs) ka-ching.
3: John, did you watch Monday Night
2: Football last night? I I did, and I left to go walk because I thought this game's over. And I came back, and I couldn't believe it. I'm thinking, well, how could I not believe it? It's Tom Brady. But I left because I thought they were hopeless, and they were terrible, and they couldn't move the ball. And, man, oh, man, I'm glad I was able to watch the highlights.
3: All right, so do you think that they are leading that division? It is Maybe it's the worst division in football. Do you think that Brady's going to lead the Buccaneers to a playoff push?
2: I think that nobody, yes, they'll be in the playoffs. They'll win a terrible division. I think the Bucs, because of Brady, are better than the Titans. You know, to me, the Titans, their offense is awful. And so that's why I think nobody wants to play Tom Brady in the playoffs. Nobody. And there's a reason for that. People don't blame them. I sure don't blame them. And so I'm thinking – uh, nobody, they're, with Brady they're always capable of just about anything
1: John before we let you go I want to ask you about one more quarterback Jimmy G he went down on Sunday as well he broke his foot looks like he's not going to be officially out if they make a deep playoff run but how, how much did that just hurt the 49ers and, and their push for the, for the Super Bowl
2: I watched Brock Purdy at Iowa State for most of his 10 years there you saw him too Seems like he was there for, you know, he had. I've never seen a college quarterback play as long, and he was good. But I'm still shocked. He, we're talking about mystery irrelevant. Yeah. And uh, for him to throw two touchdown passes just shows what great coaching the 49ers have, led by Kyle Shanahan, and uh, their defense is fabulous. With D'Amico Ryan's who's going to be the hot consistent coach, who I hope comes here. But uh, I'm not surprised they didn't go after Mayfield. They got they got great culture there, great defense. They can run the ball. When you can do those things, you can help offset a quarterback. Well, Jimmy G, he's going to be unrestricted. He's not going to do anything that could hurt him when it comes to getting a big payday. I think he, pay, he he did just enough for a team that wants a veteran quarterback, and him not costing anything that, but money. To reach out. If he were to make that injury worse, my God, what a bad move that would be.
1: GallerySports.com, Sports Radio 610. What do you got coming out on GallerySports.com we should be able to look out for?
2: I got a column today about Justin Verlander going to the Mets. Mm. And now it affects the Astros. Everybody here has been conditioned. We knew he was gone. And then I've got one on the Texans and how bad they are now. They're going to clean house on the coaching staff.
1: Ooh, there you go. That's got to be something to definitely uh, tune into. John, thank you as always, my man. We definitely appreciate you.
2: Tune to mind. Thank you guys very much. As always, Merry Christmas to you and all your listeners.
1: Appreciate you, John. You as well. John McClain right there at gallerysports.com. Sports Sports Radio 610 in Houston joins us each and every Tuesday at 3 o'clock. Many thanks to John. 3.14 is the time. We'll come back, get to some of your texts, get to some of your calls. Coming up at 3.30, we'll have Jacoby Ford. He played Cliff Branch on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. We'll talk to him about the honor, talk to him about kickoff returns. We'll talk to him about a lot. That's coming up at 3.30. This is Rare Initiative Radio 920.
3: You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation
2: Radio.
1: Coming up at 3.30, Jacoby Ford will join the show. Then we'll have the sound of the Cliff Branch Halftime Tribute right after that. League and Kennedy will join us at 4 o'clock. Got a lot to get to on today's show, and we still actually have more than that uh, in the bag as well. So, uh, Raider Nation, we want to hear from you. 702-365-9200, 69187, keyword r and don'tbebroke.com text line. How do you think that the Baker Mayfield uh, pickup by the Rams will impact the game on Thursday, if at all? Raider Susan hit us up by way of text and said Q, Rams may be trying to keep Baker from 49ers. Adam Schefter reporting Jimmy G doesn't need foot surgery. May return for playoffs if rehab goes well. Again, that's from Raider Susan. That's a possibility. That's a strong possibility. Maybe they are trying to keep uh keep Baker Mayfield away from the 49ers as that's their division opponent. Obviously the 49ers have uh have a need at quarterback since they they you know they they lost Jimmy G for a little while. Not necessarily saying that they're going to lose him for the entire season, the regular season, yes, but if they make a deep playoff push, then potentially he could come back. So, I mean, that could be something, you know. Well, I mean, what do you think about that, DeMond?
3: I don't think that's the case because with the Rams this if they were all if they were both in the hunt as they say that would, it would make a little bit more sense you know to, to take something away from that division rival but the Rams at the point that they're at now the last thing you need to be thinking about is the 49ers. that's 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 also true it's also true but you
1: never know you never know and then again if the, if he walks in in free agency then they still could pick up a compensatory pick so maybe. You know, maybe it was one of those situations. But look, what I saw was that the Rams were the only team that put in a waiver claim for him. So if San Francisco wanted them, they could have at least try to claim them, uh, and they would have got them, right? Well, no, they wouldn't have got them because their record. But the Rams would have a priority. But that was, they were still the only team. They were the only team that put in a claim for him. So maybe San Francisco didn't want them at all. But it's still a good thought, Raider Susan. We do appreciate the text. Uh, got another one from the six six one. What's up, Q? I think Baker to the Rams will keep the defense on alert. This guy's a Heisman Trophy winner. That ain't no participation award. Don't think he plays, but if he does, you know he'll start, and he'll want to air it out. And last time De- Derek and Baker played, faced off, the Raiders won back in uh, November of 20. Uh, we have the horses, no time to waste. Get that dub, and on to the next. That's from the six six one. one And, yeah, I remember that game back in 2020 uh, when the Raiders beat Cleveland, and, and that at that time, Baker Mayfield was the starting quarterback. And, again, it's not like he's a guy that you have to fear. Right. Obviously, Baker Mayfield's on his third team this year for a reason. It's not it's not because all of a sudden he's a second coming to Patrick Mahomes and no no team can figure out how to use him And they just have to keep passing him on. I mean, the guy has plenty of issues. And oh, by the way, he hasn't, you know, he hasn't even got the playbook. Like, literally, I don't even think he has a playbook yet. Right. He's not going to have it till at least probably this evening. And there's just no way you can cram too much into a couple days. Now, as John McClain and others, Jake Ellenbogen joined us uh, in the first hour. Yeah, if he plays, it's gonna be very vanilla, very vanilla. And So the Raiders' defense should have an opportunity to go out there and make plays.
3: Also, when the like the former Heisman Trophy winner, would you be equally as scared of Cam Newton got signed by the Rams? <laughs> I mean, for one for a one game hypothetical, right. I'd be more afraid of Cam Newton. Actually, if it was like, hey, vanilla playbook, and he's just got his God-given ability. Right. I'd be more afraid of him, but that just goes, like, the Heisman, yeah, yeah, it's good for his trophy case, but it has nothing to do with what he's going to do on Thursday.
1: No doubt. 702-365-9200. Who we got up?
3: Raider Fish in Berkeley. What up, Raider Fish?
4: Hey, hey fellas. Yes, sir. Uh, to answer your question, man, you know, I hope I hope Baker Mayfield plays because, uh, you know, some people, man, they celebrate the holidays early, and they show you that they celebrate early because they give. They like to give. Man, they're very charitable. That dude will throw two or three picks. Man, I hope he plays. It's going to increase our chances of winning. It's it's going to be A. Hey, you know what? Our D-line, they invited our D-line to, to OK Corral or Golden Corral last week, and they feasted, man. First half, they had all they could eat plus some. I expect that extension to be uh, handed to us. Thursday night, I man, dare I say we might get another four or five sacks, especially if Mayfield plays. We might be able to add on two picks. Uh, I really – wow. I just want to say, uh, Q and DeMond, <laughs> I really appreciate you two, man. You guys add the levity and the serious sports knowledge all in one lump sum. And, Q, don't go hard on DeMond, man. <laughs> you know, he said he want to. Settle for mediocrity. I get it. Because you know what? We were starving. What Eddie might be saying? Well, he said, You ain't never ate, and someone throw you a crack. He said, Man, Damn, that's the best cracker you've ever had in your life. We were starving. We were starving for playoff appearances. So last year we took it. So I get it, mine. You know, you want to settle for middle of the road for now until you get used to finer and better things. I get it. So, Q, don't go hard on them. And I may check back in with you to keep our streak alive to go 4-0 and with the fish philosophy to the game. Uh, show up, show out, and holler. Just win, baby! When you go out, Raider.
1: There he goes. Raider Fish in Berkeley. Thank you for the call, my man. I do appreciate you. And, yeah, man, you can't settle for mediocrity, man. We don't settle for mediocrity around here. In college football, though, Q, it's No, different. no, it's not. No, it's not, man. Look, it's it's just like saying second place, man. You're the first loser, and you know what I mean. Like I'm,
3: I don't, I the don't teams care. Teams that like have no expectation, you're not making it to the playoff. You well, should have, have your,
1: expectations,
3: but you got to build to that. Real quick, I we're understand. gonna get to the sound. But if you win them, if you win the Mountain West. Are you going to say, oh, I don't want this Mountain West trophy? No, no, it? no. You yes. have to
1: have goals, but you can't say we just want to be mediocre. That's a terrible goal. I said goal. seven
3: and five. If you win one or two more games, then you could be saying, hey, we could have been in the Mountain West, in the Mountain West championship.
1: Well, then that's got to be the goal, right? I mean, just like to this year, Marcus Royal had the, to a bowl game was the goal. That's not – I mean, and that's kind of that's mediocre too because he didn't get there. And that's why he's right it. Right? It took too many years, right, even though there was other circumstances. I just think you got to aim high. The higher you aim – the shorter that you come, it's all right. You'll still be really high up there, right? It's when you aim for something low and then you don't achieve that, that's when you're even worse. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You reach for the stars. You might not get the stars, but you're going to get pretty high. Barry also would get laughed
3: out of the room. We're going to win a national championship here in the next three years. Look, hey, look, Dion went to Colorado and said that they,
1: he's basically going to bring everything there. And I'm not saying he's going to, but at least he went in there with some confidence. And told those cats, if you ain't ready to get on board and, and, and play like I want you to play, you might as well hit the transfer portal. Right? Told him that straight up. I'm not saying that that's the best philosophy, but it's his. And it worked at Jackson State. Will it work at Colorado? Who knows? But you know what? Everyone's talking about Colorado now, and nobody was talking about Colorado. Even Mike Pritchard, who went to Colorado. He wasn't even talking about Colorado. Now I bet you he's talking. I'm talking about Colorado. Just because I want to see how it shakes out. He gave him hope. Right? He didn't go in there and be like, hey, look, we're just going to be mediocre. We're going to work on being mediocre. We're going we're, we're gonna to settle for this. No, he said, I ain't settling for nothing. I'm here to fix it. You heard the speech. We all heard the speech. There's a reason why. He went in with confidence. Just saying. Okay. Coming up at 3.30, speaking of confidence, Jacoby Ford, he'll join the show. But first, let's go back to the Raiders locker room. Vinny Bonsignor and others had an opportunity to catch up with Max Crosby, and they talked about Baker Mayfield.
0: Max, not sure if you know or not, but the Rams picked up Baker Mayfield, and so he's eligible to play. Does that change how you guys prepare for them at all, or how how does that work into the equation?
5: Um, no, you know, obviously, you know, Baker's, you know, had a lot of success, so I don't know if he's going to play or not. Um, you no, know, we're just focused on us, uh, getting better every day. So we're we're looking forward to the challenge. I know
3: all year everybody's talked about what Chandler has brought, even if the sacks don't say it. Like, he brings a lot more than that. That, that don't matter. But how yeah. nice was it to see him get rewarded?
5: Oh, I love it. You know, obviously Chandler's been working, and uh, he's a great player. Everyone knows that. Um, so, yeah, seeing him with a big smile on his face making plays, that's what it's all about. So I'm beyond, you know, beyond happy for him. How much is an asset and has Jerry Tilly been as a defensive line? Jerry's been a monster. You know, I love Jerry. The way he came in the first day practicing we were like in just helmets he was out there throwing people around and you know they had to try to slow him down a little bit but that's the kind of guys you want you know that's i feel like the raider way you know having having guys who are uh, a little bit out there but um you know willing to put their body on the line and do anything they can to win so jerry's been incredible
3: a different kind of dude have you kind of like figured him out or kind of like bonded with him, or what, what, what how do you describe it
5: i've known Jerry. me and jerry trained at exos together for the combine and we got the same agent so i've known jerry for years he's, he's a different cat but he's a dog and uh, i'm a big big fan of jerry he's, he's right next to me too in the locker so yeah we talk all the time with uh the you know, additions of all of that and the line and chandler getting the sacks and everything how much does that open up things for guys in the back as well like isaiah getting his first sack last week yeah, that's what it's all about, you know. At the end of the day, I have talk about it all the time, but it's four equals one. You know, it's all about the guys up up front. It can't just be one or two or three. It's got to be all of us. And uh, you know, even on some of the blitzes, you know, Isaiah getting in on there, Matt, uh, Matt Butler getting in, Klee getting in there. It's just you're seeing a bunch of guys make plays, and that's what that's what it's all about. You know, it's about all of us playing at a high level, and uh, you know, it was great to see. But we have we obviously have a ton of work to do. Max
1: Crosby in the Raiders locker room right there with Vinny Bonsignor, Adam Hill. You heard Heidi Fang and others uh, there. That's really cool that they were able to get that over to us as quickly as possible. Both Nate Hobbs and Max Crosby. Also got Meek Robertson as Isaiah Polamoa. Uh, We got sound from them as well, so we'll try to get them on in the course of the show. But we got a ton to get to. Mailman Raider, he co-signed with you, DeMond. So he's on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword RNR. He said, my Cal Bears ain't been worth a grain of salt since they had Rodgers, Lynch, and Deshaun Jackson. I'm with DeMond. Give me Coach O, get some good players and root for something. LOL. That just sounds so defeated. I'm going to root for something. I understand where you're coming from. I understand where all you guys are coming from. But I'm just not built like that. Like, I want to win everything. And I know that I can't win everything. I get that. I get that. But I've never been built like that. I always want to win everything. I want way more than I need. Right? I do. I'm very greedy. Very greedy. I want to win everything. I want to be the top of the food chain when it comes to everything. And again, I know that that's unrealistic. But that's just how I think. That's how I'm wired. I'm just, Like I said, I'm just wired differently, and that's why I got the issues I have. And I have plenty of issues, as we know. Uh, One more quick text. I actually hope Mayfield plays because there's just certain quarterbacks in the league that we just love to see them get their ass sacked hard. (laughs) He's one of them. Go Raiders. That's from the 707. Coming up next, Jacoby Ford. He was Cliff Branch. He was fantastic on Sunday. He'll join the show. It's Raider Nation Radio 920.
3: It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio.
1: They're throwing out the question, how do you think Baker Mayfield would impact this game on Thursday if he does, in fact, play for the Rams after being picked up off waivers? Got a text from Passionate Raider on our don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Baker don't want this smoke. Definitely would make that man retire. Let's go Raiders. That's from Passionate Raider. Keep those texts coming. Again, 69187 keyword R&R, so broke.com text line brought to you by the DLC. We definitely appreciate them. Without further ado, joining us now on the phone lines is former Raider wide receiver Jacoby Ford who has been very busy, been doing the radio tour, was on with JT earlier today. We definitely appreciate you as always, Jacoby, and man, you playing the role of Cliff Branch at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. First of all, shame on me. I didn't even know that was you until Monday, but now that we got you on here, man? How big of an honor was it to play that role of Cliff Branch at Allegiant Stadium?
6: Um, it was, it was, like, it was awesome. Um, the honor was was amazing. I mean, even when I got the call to just do it, I was like, well, I'm actually about to get back on the field and put on." They were like, "Yeah, you're gonna put on all the gear and <laughs> everything old school, and you got to go out there and catch the ball and you got you got to run." I'm like, "Actually, got to run." Like, yeah, you got to you got to run. So, and, and and just to be able to recreate it and. To see, to have people see, you know, look like Cliff one more time again. Um, I couldn't have been more honored.
1: Well, I'll tell you, you did a heck of a job. And I mean, even standing there, you look like Cliff. When you were running, you look like Cliff. When you put your finger up, you look like Cri- Cliff. How much preparation did that take for you to be able to pull that role off and, and look as much like Cliff Branch as you did?
6: I didn't do any preparation. We just did a um, we just did a couple walkthroughs of like what to do. Wow, and um. They just you know they just made me they just they just made sure I wanted to hold that ball um towards the black hole at the end, and I just kind of did my own thing with my just hand up and just kind of like my own mannerisms, but I didn't know that that's how cliff would stand, but then again, I was like looking at pictures I was like, oh, he did stand like that so I, it was just something I just did um naturally, so uh but the guys got me really prepared to you know what we were going through, but like like, Freddie, Freddie B was amazing. Uh, Coach Plunkett was was amazing to be with. So just always be around those guys and those Hall of Famers is, is always a truly blessing for me.
1: Talking to former Raider wide receiver Jacoby Ford here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Did it get a little emotional for you as it got for a lot of Raider Nation, including myself as I'm watching from the press box? I was like, wow, this is so well done that it, it got a little emotional for me as well.
6: Um, I had my little emotional point when we were actually uh, doing the rehearsal in the morning. So I got to kind of see it and I kind of had like my own little moment and I was just kind of more excited and uh, hyped to just kind of get out there. And when I heard the crowd just kind of roar up a little bit, you know, it got me back excited and I knew what, I knew what it would mean to the Nation. I knew what it would mean to his former former teammates that were there. And um, just everybody that loved Cliff and especially the MD. Um, I definitely know that's something that, he definitely loved and, and, and um, appreciated. So, you know, anything I could do to give Raider Nation anything back, always willing to do.
1: Jacoby Ford is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920, unnecessary roughness. DeMond's got one for you.
3: Yeah, did you see any parallels between Cliff Branch and yourself, you also being a guy who also had, like, a good track career, like people noticing you for that speed that you have?
6: I did. And, um, you know, Cliff was somebody that always, I always interacted with because um, every time I had – my signings right there at Heggenberger at the Raider Image, you know, Cliff would always pop up. He'd be like, hey, Jacoby, my man. And, you know, I would really stop everything I'm doing and, you know, go over there and just make sure I conversate with him and um, just make sure I do life with him and just trying to get any little knowledge that he had from the game. And, you know, just, just to get that, 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 that encouragement from him was, was always a true blessing for me. And I, I appreciate it every time I had any, any encounter with Cliff.
1: What kind of nuggets did you take away from Cliff? Like, what, did, what did, advice did he give you that you took away and even put in your own game?
6: Always be me, and um, let the game always come to you, and make sure you. you, He he was always telling me about his speed, you know, and he knows that I love speed, and you know, obviously, you know that was a a big thing. And and just the way that he just told me, just to make sure I carry myself um, around Raider Nation, and just always stay humble, and you know, just keep doing everything that you're doing, and always be you. And that was like his always his main thing. He always said, just make sure you're always you. Don't let nobody change you, and you just be you, and Play your game. Always play your game. And that's something I always tried to do.
3: Sounds like you and Cliff. You had a good relationship. You mentioned he would just <laughs> pop up on you. Did you guys ever talk about in a hypothetical who would win in a race?
6: <laughs> Why are you trying to set him up? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. Man, he was. He was moving. He was moving. But uh, he Cliff was. I, I, I don't know. I, I can't say that he would get me. But it would be a good race.
1: Yes, it would. No doubt about it. Again, Jacoby Ford is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. And say roughness. Jacoby Ford was playing the role of Cliff Branch on Sunday at the Tribute at Allegiant Stadium. I thought it was incredible. Uh, Did you think about, was there anything that was going through your mind while you're actually going through it live? Like while you're running, I know Cliff pulled the hammy around the 30. Were you thinking, just don't pull a hammy? Just don't pull a hammy.
6: I definitely was because that hand me definitely started getting a little fatigued about it, <laughs> right 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 then at that thirty going in. So, I, but I just I just had to just coast in and get and just get there. But man, it, it, it was awesome uh, just to be able to do that and put on put on his stuff that he was able to wear. And honestly, I really like the old school look and
5: mm-hmm.
6: wish I wish honestly I wore twenty one when I was here. To be honest, it it looked real good. It like, did. I kind of liked how, I loved how it looked and just the way the jersey cut was, especially. Um, like on the shoulders, like, I love that. Just a lot of free range, so there you I go. like that.
1: No, it, it looked good. You you played the part really, really well. And, you know, to hear Raider Nation get super loud and excited when, when you took off your helmet. And, again, Jacoby, I'm in the press box, so I can't really see all the way down who took their <laughs> right, helmet off, right. but I see you signing autographs. So I was like, oh, that's cool, whatever. And then I find out Monday it was you. What did that mean for, you, you know, Raider Nation to embrace you like they did and in, in the black hole you're signing autographs?
6: Um, it was it was it was it was amazing. It was it was it was good to bring it back one time for Cliff. Good to bring it back one time for me to just to be able to do that and be on the field one more time in that silver and black. Uh, I can't tell you how much that meant to me, and that's something I get to go share and and um, show my daughter whenever I do get back home um, in the morning. So uh, I'm just extremely grateful for it, and f- extremely honored for uh, Raider Nation and for the Raiders for even thinking of me just for that. Truly, that's a big honor and. I'm glad that I was able to bring it back to life and hope I made Raider nation proud and his family proud as well.
3: And with Raider and with the Raiders in general, the way they take care of the alumni, you getting the call to do such an, a historic thing for Raider nation. Just what do you think about the Raider organization and how they take care of the alumni? Once a Raider, always a Raider.
6: It has been nothing but a one class act. And it's been amazing um, from the reunions that they're putting together for getting guys back. And just by them doing that, that's, that's bringing back memories for us and that's bringing back friendships that we can go back and rekindle and kind of get back reconnected. And that's been the biggest thing that I've really loved about it. Like I've reconnected with so many of my, old, my former teammates and even just connecting with the guys that are here now, uh, it, it's, it's awesome. And, you know, especially with Marcel being here, mm-hmm. you know, we have a, you know, we have, we have our, one of our own right there with, with, um, with Mark, that's, that's right there with him. So, it's it, it's great to see our guys keep coming back, and you know me, I'm a guy I always want to keep coming back, and um, you know never you never know when when am I making this place home one day.
1: There you go. That's a hey, it's a nice place to be. I'll tell you that. Right now, we're talking with former Raider wide receiver Jacoby Ford. So going back to your days as a Raider, you know, obviously you were playing there in Oakland. What did it mean to you to to be a Raider and be able to play there in front of that crowd there at the
6: Coliseum? Oh, that was awesome. That was that was the best, man. There's uh, there's no, there nothing like a, a Raider game in, in the town, and uh, I'm glad I was able to give them some great memories and great times, um, and it meant a lot, mm-hmm. you know, because I didn't realize how many people I knew that were major Raider fans, and even the guy that I coach with now, like he's he's a super big Raider fan, so just by me him him coaching with me, he's he's all he's all, he's always giving me updates on the Raiders, like on everything and. Anything he sees, like if he catches like me on a, um, like on the uh, on the websites randomly, he he would look on something. He would see like a picture of me on there. He would screenshot it. He just does like little <laughs> things, and I just know like how much Raider Nation loves the Raiders, especially in Oakland. You know, I know they miss them, but you know it's just part. It's, it's a part of this game, and you know they, um, you know they're just here in Vegas. But it's still great to see people still coming back here to. Get back and see Oakland. I mean, see the Vegas Raiders now.
1: Right, no doubt. And I'll tell you, I mean, everyone comes from the Bay. Uh, they come from L.A. They are all gathered at Allegiant Stadium. It's awesome. This week they're going to be in L.A., which is another uh, of one of their former homes, the battle for L.A. as they take on the mm-hmm. rounds. But, uh, Jacoby, let me ask you this, because between 2010 and 13, you had four kickoff return touchdowns for the Silver and Black, and I believe you're the last one to actually have a kickoff return for the Raiders. What goes into the art of the kick return?
6: Uh, trust. You have to trust your guys to make the block, and and that's that's that's, and you got to make it simple, but a great game plan, and that's something that Coach Fossil, aka Coach Bones, was um, great at, and he's still doing extremely well over there with the Cowboys. Yeah, and that's why we were able to have so much success because of the energy that he always brung, and just how simple he made it um, in the meeting room, in the meeting room, and and on the field and his passion for it. Like, he made you want to play special teams. And, you know, that's something rare. You know, you got to want to play special teams because it's not something that everybody wants to do. But when you have guys that buy into it and they trust and they believe and then you're out there giving your offense short fields all the time, you know, that's a, that's a whole weapon. And you want to be great on all three phases of the game. So when you can change the game in special teams, uh, that's, that's always great.
1: Yeah, special teams is not for everyone, man. I got ear-holed one time, and I realized that I need to uh, go ahead and sit it on down. <laughs> that was not, <coughs> I did not have my head on a swivel, and so that was not a good decision uh, by me. Let me ask you this. What is more exciting for you when you were playing, catching a touchdown pass or taking a kick return back for a touchdown?
6: Oh, man. I mean, it's great scoring. Touchdowns either way, but when you do the kickoff return, you kind of it the kickoff is I think is more exciting, uh just because you kind of hear the crowd just kind of ramp up like slowly, and you know you're scotch free whenever you hear that big roar. So doing the kickoffs are honestly is it, great, especially when you can see it all just kind of like happen right in front of you. Yeah, that, that's the adrenaline rush, and you know you got guys speeding down the field trying to take your head off, and you know. Me, I was always just hitting at full speed because I got to meet speed with speed, and I was always just trusting that my speed and force would just be a little bit better than theirs, and I could squeeze through and, and break a couple arm tackles and take it to the house. And yeah. Bones was the best setting up everything, so I appreciate him and always thank thankful for him. And uh, man, him, we're still in the contact still to this day. So nice, nice. That's the thing I still love.
1: Yeah, bones is bones is one of the better ones in the in the game, man. Bones is a hell of yes, a special teams uh, coordinator, man. He's really really good.
6: He He needs needs more recognition, I feel. I really feel like he Mm -hmm. needs way more recognition than what he, he should get. I agree. I agree.
3: Jacoby, I'm glad we got you on because Q, he's he keeps saying for it, Amir Abdullah, eventually he's going to bring one back. He's about to back. break one. I, see gonna it. I can one see He's going to bring one back. So we talk about you so much because we always mention how you're the last <laughs> Raider to return a kick return. I want to write it on the board in the studio how many days since Jacoby Ford has returned that <laughs> touchdown. that <laughs> touchdown has been what? 2000 and what? It was Like I said, 2010, 2011, 2011 right? Was it 11? That's yeah, 2011, I believe. Yeah. that's the last a minute, man. One. So I'm so glad we got you on because you do not realize how much Q talks about you <laughs> I, we haven't seen a kick return <laughs> since Jacoby Ford.
1: Just saying. Just saying.
3: Hey,
6: that's when Bones was there. So
1: <laughs> There it is. See, there it is. And, yeah, I, I don't know how much Amir Abdullah you watch and how much you've seen him return some kicks this year, but I feel like, and, and you're, as a kick returner, you probably know, you probably get that sense as well. I feel like he's so close to breaking one. He looks like he's one or two steps away from taking one back to the house.
6: Yeah, it's just always that one, that one or two blocks, but I, I think he'll get it. I think I think he'll get, and he because he's got that explosive explosiveness, and especially to to be able to have a running back back there doing a kickoff return. Mm-hmm. That's like a cheat code. <laughs> that's a cheat code back there. No he, doubt. I, I hope they do get it, you know. But I mean, it's something I I don't mind holding on to for a little bit longer. So. Well, well, we'll keep right, bringing we'll you do. up in
1: conversation anyway. At the very least, we we'll keep I'll, I'll bringing you up. in good
6: field position all day, though. We do the good field position all day.
1: Yeah. No, no, you're spot on about that. No doubt about it. Again, Jacoby Ford is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Well, Jacoby, thank you so much for your time. Great job again reenacting Cliff Branch and really bringing those memories and those thoughts on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. I thought it was fantastic. You did a hell of a job, and uh, we definitely appreciate your time this afternoon.
6: That's no problem at all. I appreciate you guys for having me.
1: There he goes. Jacoby Ford. Fantastic to catch up with him. My man's been busy. He was on Cofield and Company yesterday on our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas. Uh, linked up with JT a little earlier today and uh, gave us a few minutes of his time as well. And yeah, Damon, I'm glad you brought that up. Matter of fact, I just now see this text on our don'tbebroke.com text line from Robin Oakland. Talk about uh, uh, can you let him know that we still talked and, and text about him on Rare Nation Radio shows? Yeah, we do. <laughs> and you did. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Robin Oakland knew exactly what was going on with time? was him and you were on the same page right there we do talk about Jacoby Ford quite a bit well he played the role of Cliff Branch that's what you heard what it sounds like from the man who did the 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 reenacted of Cliff Branch but what did it sound like in the stadium you'll hear that next here on Red Nation Radio 920.
3: Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q.
1: You know so funny Thinking about that game on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium and thinking about how impressed I was that the Raiders were able to come away with the victory for their third win in a row after, you know, getting down 10 nothing and not hanging their heads, but instead getting it together and winning that game. That's three wins in a row. I know Allegiant Stadium was pumped up. So that was, that was fun. But also what was fun was a tribute to Cliff Branch. And I have not stopped talking about it since I saw it. On Sunday. And even though I didn't know all the details coming out of Allegiant Stadium on Sunday, the more and more I learn about it and the more and more I learn how it gets put together, as we just talked to Jacoby Ford, who played Cliff Branch, it really just, it, it, it's like a nice warm spot in my heart. I mean, I really, and I know that sounds kind of corny and sound a little emotional and cheesy, whatever, but it was awesome. It really was. And you've got to see the video and it will be up on Raiders.com sooner rather than later. But you've heard from the man that played Cliff Branch. Now I want you to hear what it sounded like inside Allegiant Stadium. Close your eyes, unless you're driving, and listen to what it sounded
0: like in Allegiant Stadium. Ladies and gentlemen, please give your undivided attention for a special halftime show presented by Silver and Black Productions. This is a recreation of the legend of Cliff Branch. On August 1st, 1948, Clifford Branch Jr. was born in Houston, Texas. As one of four children, Cliff was always playing outside with his siblings and other neighborhood kids, which is where he began to discover his most impressive gift, his speed. As Cliff got older and began high school, he continued to develop and fine tune this skill by joining the track team and also began to play football. His athletic prowess caught the attention of many colleges But Cliff chose to attend the University of Colorado Boulder, where he would continue to excel in both football and track and field for the Buffaloes. On your mark, get set. This is where a coach named Tom Flores began to notice the kid with blazing speed. In the 4th round, with the 98th overall pick of the 1972 NFL Draft, Tom Flores, Al Davis, and the Oakland Raiders selected wide receiver Cliff Branch. Just weeks later, he even set the 100-meter NCAA championship meet record with a time of 10 seconds flat during the 1972 semifinal, garnering attention from the United States men's national track team. Nevertheless, Cliff made the decision to pass on the chance to run in the Olympic Games that summer and attend Raiders training camp. From that moment on, Cliff was forever a Raider. As soon as Cliff joined the silver and black, he was taken under the wing of a fellow receiver who would also have Canton in his future. Fred Belenikoff saw the potential in the young man, but needed to help him polish his game a bit to have a greater impact. Namely, teaching him to catch the ball with his hands rather than his body. Who knew the weapon that would be unleashed on the NFL? During his 14-year NFL career, all with the Oakland and Los Angeles Raiders, Cliff began to build his legacy by shredding defenses to become a four-time pro bowler and a three-time all-pro wide receiver. He amassed a total of 501 receptions for 8,685 yards, both third most all-time in Raiders history. And he scored two touchdowns in Super Bowl 15 and one touchdown in Super Bowl 18 helping lead the Raiders to three Super Bowl wins becoming one of only six Raider players to win all three. He caught passes from legendary quarterbacks such as Darryl LaMonica, George Blanda, Ken Stabler, and Jim Plunkett. He is also one of only 13 players ever to score a 99-yard touchdown which is still the longest pass completion in Raiders history.
7: Placing, pocket back, boy. way up the field, Brad plenty of takes makes the catch at the 35, the 50, the 40, the
0: 30, he's going all the way, 99 yards, touchdown Raiders, holy Toledo. Cliff was a dependable and durable player over his career. Rarely missing games for injury, including when he pulled his hamstring on that 99-yard touchdown play. He was always smiling and always brought smiles to the faces of those that he interacted with. His selfless nature and commitment to community reflected his humble upbringing and captured the hearts of so many beyond Raider Nation. Even here in the local Las Vegas community, Cliff immersed himself and helped those who needed it most all the way up until he passed away on August 3rd, 2019, just days after his 71st birthday. Almost three years later to the day, on August 6th, 2022, one of the most prolific in electric wide receivers in the history of the National Football League was finally immortalized with his brothers. Please welcome, Ron Mix, class of 1979. Jim Otto, class of 1980. Fred Belitnikoff, class of 1988. Art Shell, class of 1989. Ted Hendricks, Class of 1990, Mike Hayes, Class of 1997, Dave Casper, Class of 2002, Marcus Allen, Class of 2003, Tim Brown, Class of 2015, Ron Wolf, Class of 2015, Charles Woodson, Class of 2021, and please welcome back Elaine Anderson. At this time we welcome Jim Porter, President of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, to say a few words.
7: The mission of the Pro Football Hall of Fame is to honor the greatest of the game, preserve its history, promote its values, and celebrate excellence everywhere. There are three iconic symbols that represent inclusion into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The gold jacket worn by these great Hall of Famers here on the field the bronze bust that will last and live forever in Canton, Ohio. And this and this ring of excellence from K Jewelers that we present to Elaine Anderson in honor of Cliff Branch. There are only 362 Pro Football Hall of Famers and Cliff Branch is one of them. On behalf of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, our Hall of Famers and our staff, We are honored to have Cliff join us in Canton, Ohio.
0: Raider Nation, give it up one more time for Pro Football Hall of Famer Cliff Branch.
1: So that's what it sounded like at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. And I cut down a couple of the little, uh, you know, the... Areas where it was just music, so you wouldn't really be able to get too much of it, but it was really probably about 12 to 13 minutes, and that was about an 8 to 9 minute uh, you know, rendition of it just because, again, cut out a little bit of the the gaps in between. But, you know, as you hear the, the crowd cheering, that's when Jacoby Ford is running one way or the other, either as a track star or as Cliff Branch. You hear Fred Belenikoff's name, and all of a sudden he's out there on the field. And then you hear Jim Plunkett, he's on the field. You hear the call of the 99-yard touchdown catch and run. I mean, it was awesome. It really was, and I get fired up just thinking about it. I know one guy who got fired up thinking about it, Lincoln Kennedy. He joins the show next. This is Radio Nation Radio 920.